This episode is brought to you by Auth0. That's Auth0.com. In this episode, we get to speak with musician, martial artist, and vice president of product management at Star to Star, a Sangoma company, Ali Rizvi. Welcome to the Thunder Nerds. I'm Frederick Weiss, and you are consuming a show with the people behind the technology that love what they do and do tech good. And our sponsor, Auth0, is helping us do tech good. Auth0 makes it easy for developers to build a custom, secure, and standard-based unified login by providing authentication and authorization as a service. Try them out now by going to Auth0.com. Also, check them out at YouTube.com slash Auth0, Twitch.tv slash Auth0, and AvocadoLabs.dev for their online meetup events. Thanks again, Auth0. That's Auth0.com. Thank you so much, Off Zero, for your sponsorship this year. We sincerely appreciate it. And let's go ahead and first welcome our guest host. We have a guest host for this episode, Nick Salacito. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, glad to be here. Uh, we're very honored and happy to have you. And I guess without any adieus being furthered, let's go ahead and welcome our guest for this episode. We have musician martial artist, and vice president of product management at Star to Star, a Sangoma company, Ali Rizvi. Ali, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this is cool. I like the intro. Yeah. I was a big Thundercats fan, so... Ah, so you appreciate it. You get it, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, let me ask you, who was your favorite Thundercat then? Chitara. Chara. Oh, nice. I see what you did there. there. Yeah, yeah. I think mine was Mumber because I always vote for the villain. I got to, got to, got to. I think that says a lot about me. Ali, let's uh, let's let's you go ahead and look jump like in. a Bond villain right now. I got to tell you, you could slot right into the new uh, Bond movie. Why? Thank you so much. I take that as a very com- <laughs> high compliment. I would love to be a okay. Bond villain one day. I have aspirations right, for that. Hair and the, you know. Like the, the I, modern, I do love my dirty martinis. There you go. Yeah, the modern Bond they, villain is also a techie. So, you know. Flattery will get you everywhere, Ollie. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So, Ali, let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about you first before we jump into your role and exactly what you sure. do. Um, so, first off, let me ask you, how have you been with everything going on with the vid, with the COVIDs? Um, you know, a lot of people are worried about the, the Delta and the, the Mu MU and there's a, a Lambda, I guess, coming up. Uh, mm. h- how are we doing? And uh, how's your family and everybody? Everybody's good. I mean, vaccinated. So um, and uh, really proud to be vaccinated, I guess, is the way of putting it. Um, huh. uh, aside from that, I mean, you know, uh, it's just uh, the overpolitization is like the main sort of point that really kind of uh, hurts, I suppose. Uh, uh-huh. On top of the challenge of having a deadly virus, you've got a um, at least deadly virus in a in a biological sense. We've got a deadly virus <laughs> in a in a psychological sense going on at the same time. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, and so you know we've got uh, two deadly viruses to de- contend with. Um, and they all, like any organic, um, organic matter or psych- psychological matter, maybe I just invented something. Uh, perhaps uh, <laughs> you know they, <laughs> they they change, they evolve, they um, uh, they find new hosts and they find uh, you know new target audiences uh, all day long. Um, yeah, there's definitely certain variants of uh, you know Loki going around, and each one is uh, yeah. different depending on your um, 
your, your mental capacity or, you know, to be fair to where you get your news. But I want to I, sure. I, I really ask you about you made a big move and I, I like to dive into that. And I'm wondering if sure. this move was, uh, you know, if, if, if the um, the covid was the catalyst for this big move politically and yeah, well, physically. Partially, yeah. I mean, um, a big reason for my move was actually uh, more for my daughter. Um, mm. You know, she kind of grew up, uh, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not judging anything here. But she grew up in a small sort of uh, suburban New Jersey town, and uh, as we've seen um, in in our sort of current history and current psychological state of of the Americas. Um, that you know those kind of small towns create echo chambers um and those echo chambers become uh you know a rash so to speak that doesn't go away necessarily it takes a lot of time to kind of uh, um and i'm speaking a little bit esoterically but uh for me it was really taking her out of that echo chamber and exposing her to a wider reality um that exists outside of the United States, uh, unfortunately, uh, that wider reality. Um, and so um, I, I made it kind of a mission for myself to go seek out a, a country where um, people live more people live more organically, I think is mm -hmm. a way of putting it, um, and have um, and have some old style values about deeper connection. Um, about uh, less judgment, um, uh, more open, um, more willing to connect uh, emotionally, not just uh, not just physically, and, and sort of in a work situation. And uh, we've certainly found that found that in Mexico. Um, so I live in a small town uh, called San Miguel de Allende, and um, it's a old colonial style town, and could be anywhere in Europe. To be to be honest, could, you know, we've got a uh, World Heritage Site here, uh, that's a cathedral in the center of town, and there's always parties going on in the center of town, uh, lots of tequila, um, which I'm a big fan of. Um, I, I also. <laughs> and, and mezcal, of course, um, mm. and uh, mariachi bands, and uh, people really uh, generally getting along and partying. I've, I've yet to see a fight and uh, break out in, in, in the center of town in the Hardin. Um, garden, um, and so uh, and and people have disagreements and don't uh, don't necessarily get into uh, confrontational situations. Um, so that kind of genteel lifestyle, uh, people, um, and we. I, I mean, in the America, in, in America, yesteryear, we had that as well. Uh, we've we've just let mm -hmm. it degrade. And uh, so for me, it was really that wider exposure. Uh, and uh, and on top of that, the COVID thing was very interesting because I actually moved here. I actually came and sought out this place in in uh, November. Oh wait, November last year, twenty twenty, in like the deep, you know. Uh, oh, before uh, the uh, election. Oh, right after the election, I guess. Right after the elections. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of timed with the elections in case something went wrong. <laughs> like, like an in, insurrection. Who knew? <laughs> like an insurrection, yeah. Um, so, you know, something went wrong. I had, a, I had a really good plan B already in place, which became plan A. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm very, very happy for it. I love that. It's a, it's and, a, you know, it's a great I, adventure. I think it goes along with um, a, a theme of our current working situation now with our quote unquote new normal if if that's still a, a phrase people use where you know, know you right? can you can work anywhere in the world yes. and you should because it's so advantageous for companies one to you know uh, kind of um bring down some of that brick and mortar that they're paying for all that overhead and two mm -hmm. just to be able to uh, pull talent from anywhere in the world. There are so many amazing individuals out there that you know might not be coincidentally in your backyard, right? You know, yeah, they yeah, might not be within a fifty-mile radius of you. Hey, you know, I'm I'm looking for uh, three or four product managers right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anybody comes on and listens to this later on, you know, uh, look me up. So uh, the um, yeah, from a talent standpoint, look, 
you know, my, uh, uh, we, I work for a really good company in the sense of their, their conscientious, their, their consciousness around, uh, around talent and, and, uh, um, that they were so flexible with me to, to make this move. Um, and, uh, uh, and what's funny is that, you know, my, the, the, but the town that I live in, they've got fiber here. And so my oh, nice. internet is, yeah, my internet actually here is better than my internet in Jersey. Um, so <laughs> that's all, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I could um, say a lot of things about things being better from Jersey because I'm from Jersey. And yes, you definitely don't want to be in Jersey. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I've got so much family there. It's really kind of interesting. Um, and now uh, there are people interested in moving here, and that, you know, I, I wonder, I wonder um, if, if you know, I'm likely not the only one, uh, and if there are certainly some some trends where uh, where people are engaging in this kind of you know flexible work um, and flexible lifestyle. Uh, I'm sure there are, and uh, yeah, and uh, uh, hopefully, you know, the, as an industry, as a as a uh, um, employer-employee culture, we you know, even further evolve, uh, you know, even even uh, uh, more globally. Um, and I think you know, uh, I think those trends are certainly going in that direction. Although at the same time, we have a in, in and I'm not to get into politics too much, but we have a global sort of nationalism going on at the same time. And yes. I, 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 and I, it's, I'm really curious how those two interplay. Where um, certainly I would seek out, uh, you know, I mean, we currently hire people from uh, from Russia and, and from the Ukraine, um, and but at, but at the end, at the same time, we have these you know uh, political uh, silos being created, and I wonder how that's going to play out for for hiring talent across the globe. What do you think about that, Nick? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think one question I had was uh, like, how is the change in time zone? Like, did you did you find any challenges around uh, not being in the same time uh, time zone as the rest of your team that you're working with, or um, you know, just just trying to coordinate work across uh, different different parts of the country? Sure, that was kind of part of my uh, analysis, uh, Nick, when I first was looking at different places in, in the world to live in. My first choice was uh, Sorrento, Italy, right? Yeah. The Amalfi Coast was my first choice, but uh, um, <laughs> that didn't work out because of time zones. It would have, I would have been you know, working from 2 p.m. till whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I sought out, and I love that kind of Mediterranean you know, mm -hmm. landscape that... Uh, that mixture of, of green and sort of deserty climate. It's, it's just, I, I love that. And, and so um, I sought that out in our time zone. And, and so this city is in the same time zone as Mexico City, uh, which is uh, central. So actually, right? yeah, central. So one hour, one hour off from uh, Eastern time. Uh, so it actually worked, worked out. And you know, I'm working with teams in, in India, teams in in Russia, teams in uh, parts of Brazil, um, California, uh, so many different times on Dallas, uh, just at the same time zone as me. Um, so, you know, after a while, it just becomes like, eh, time zone, what does it really mean? Um, right. And it it's, I think it's beginning to mean less. Um, and yeah, I that seems to be that. the trend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that this, makes sense. Yeah. But, but, but I will say that it's a lot easier being at least somewhat close. <laughs> I, I really, I wouldn't want to be working nights, you know, uh, from an India office, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've had yeah. Uh, conversations with people that have uh, been working from like, one, I, I had a meeting with, the other day with a gentleman that was like, oh, yeah, it's like 1.30 in the morning here. I'm like, why oh, you want to call? Oh, my God, I feel horrible. Yeah, yeah, um, and that, that's an interesting thing that you mentioned, and I've had that same thing happen to me, where you know, they made a decision to work in that time zone and, and to kind of take the hit, right? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this. But what's weird is like, I feel bad about it. Like, oh shit, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> sorry, dude. 
know, <laughs> you're not sleeping at a normal time. Uh, but you know, so it's kind of an interesting. Um, and, and one, this is a topic that I, I kind of wanted to touch on. Uh, it's kind of near near right now for me, just given some of the uh, you know transformational changes that are that are that, that Sangoma is going through. Is the emotional part of work, you know, and uh, uh, we are all under a lot of duress. Um, we are um, feeling unsafe in the world, not just because of COVID, but because of climate change. Uh, uh, the amount of violence in the world has skyrocketed. Um, and, uh, you know, the sort of the siloed uh, nationalism and then, you know, the extent, the, actually the re-manifestation of imperialism, <laughs> all of these things, um, and, and feudalism coming back, with, you know, raging back um, and, uh, you know, not really, not a monarchy, but certainly a whole lot of oligarchical, you know, patterns showing showing up. Uh, yeah, we definitely have these two two different tribes for the most part uh, within the United States. You know, you could say there's you know the far right and the far left, and you know yeah. the the people in between. But those two tribes are really at each other's throats. Where yeah. you know a lot of times uh, in holidays you can't, you, you know, you don't go to someone's house just because of that one reason alone, like, oh, you yeah. voted for so-and-so, oh, or right. you're not wearing a mask, or you are wearing a mask. These okay. are um, very polarizing topics. And yeah. a lot of yeah. it, it's it, pe people blame each other and say that, oh, this person's stupid, or that person's stupid, or everybody's saying that each other is stupid. But it's really yeah. that people get their news from two different um, main rivers, right? They drink from two different rivers, and yeah. they 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 communicate back and forth to each other that say, hey, don't drink out of that river. That that water's poison. But really, it's you know, th there's there's some in between if uh, we could get back to a place of civility. Yeah, but I think that what, what I was kind of getting at is that I don't think that's possible anymore. Mm. Um, in the sense that there's a lot of these type of patterns happening. In place. And I, being a product person, I'm like you know, into patterns. Um, sure. And, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of these very, what are becoming very deep rooted patterns, um, especially the oligarchical pattern is, um, is becoming very deep rooted, whether it's corporate oligarchy or, or actually political uh, or systemic oligarchy. Anyway, but, but I was kind of getting back to, I want to get back to the, 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 the work part of it and the, the human part of it, where Please. there's so much, there's so much conflict and so much stress because of all of these things, and we know all about them because we can get them in our social feeds, we get them in our, you know, in YouTube, we get them from the news network, mainstream news networks, or or whatever echo chamber of news that we decide to participate in. Um, that that's, that stress um, is actually a, a beginning to me, as I can see it in the world, beginning to. Um, erode um, uh, productivity, uh, productivity in a creative sense. People certainly go to work and get a paycheck, um, but when you don't feel safe in the world, um, you know, you know, our brain is is uh, negativity has a negativity bias, and when when there's so much negativity happening, our brain is preoccupied by that by that by that bias. And less and less of our brain share or mind share is occupied in creative work. Unless we can really like, you know, I, I really applaud people, these these great masters that show up on YouTube as guitar genius or or whatnot. Um, uh, but they're all, they're almost like savants because they live in a bubble. And that's how they're able to kind of um, you know, continue to operate at that creative at that creative space. But if you're in a work environment, um, uh, so outside of those exceptions, if you're in a general, if you're a general employee, uh, I find like how how is everyone really really dealing with this? I think it's an interesting, you know, uh, at least interesting question for me. How are people? How are uh, you know people being creative? Uh, within the context of being an employee, 
Um, because that's different from me, me sitting at my house and playing guitar and kind of be expressing my creativity. Uh, so as a musician and as, as, a, as you know, someone who's working in, in technology as a, as a business person or technologist, I'm, it, it's a really interesting curiosity because I can find myself too distracted to, for my creative juices to easily flow. And that's been my experience. Um, I have to literally silo myself <laughs> from all the shit that's happening all, you know, through the um, news media and all that jazz. So um, that's, and I just wonder like how that's really impacting, um, impacting people. Um, and uh, I haven't read any studies on this, this particular thing, but I'd be curious about that. Yeah, because it, it's interesting. It's one of those uh, basic, uh, I'm not sure of the term, maybe it's the pyramid, something such as that, of, uh, of, of yeah. safety, uh, you know, where yeah, yeah. You, you, need, well, yeah. you need, yeah, shelter, food, water, et cetera, right? Um, and if you don't have those things, you're not running at a optimal capacity. You don't have the ability yeah. to put out the things that you may need to uh, be uh, to fully be productive. Yeah, I mean, we're in the U.S. Um, experiencing what we used to we used to look at the outside world, like yes, um, yeah, yeah, you know, someone in Afghanistan as an example, in the in mm -hmm. the hinterland of Afghanistan, where there's a lot of you know military conflict, and they don't have food on their table. Um, they're sick, they're poor, they're starving. Um, they don't have time for any higher level thinking, right? Because they're surviving. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and we would always look out and, you know, as, as, as Americans and look out and say, oh, man, look how sad that is. But to me, what's interesting is while it's not in the same way uh, happening, it's but it is happening in the U.S. Um, we are. Well, yeah, there's there's definitely places where people are starving uh, quite right. quite That's literally right. within the United States. That's right. And how, you know, for for a, um, a country born of the Protestant ethic, right, um, and mm -hmm. the Protestant manifesto, which is such a part of our work culture um, and how, we, how we're productive in, 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 in this country, how is that playing out? Um, our, our, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a degradation of all of those values completely. Um, but it, but it's happening by default, right? And that's um, that's where I get into product management, where um, the beauty of I'm going to segue um, the beauty of product management is that it, uh, products are done by design um, and not by default. I'm a big believer in that. Um, uh, I hate products that are created by default. <laughs> I, I hate a strong word, I guess, but I think I do hate products that are created by <laughs> default um, versus by design. Um, and I, you know, same. I feel like product management is a, um, especially in our kind of world where we've productized the hell out of everything, right? Uh, your Instagram um, identity is a product. Um, your, you know, we've we've created these concept of personal brands, which essentially means you're productizing yourself. Um, everyone's a product everyone's an influencer right that's right that's right and so uh but what's interesting is that um a lot of the way people end up creating products even themselves is by default um versus that's by right. design you know and, and then they find out and they discover well why am i in so much pain <laughs> well <laughs> because it's by default um people are operating from you know their fears and their you know, traumas, and uh, or their external environment, um, and uh, uh, they become expressions of that. Versus, you know, pulling back and and taking the time uh, to really um, make a decision about what matters to you and do you have a set of principles. Um, that's one of the things I always teach other product managers is having a set of principles for your product, a, a guideline that's um, <laughs> yeah. un unbreakable as much as you can, right? Um, that you will but never... Do, you, 
Do you mind? Because I I don't mean to interject, but that 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 certainly brings up something that I did want to talk to you, and I want to get back to that point. But sure. you know, when you're talking about um, ethics and honesty and responsibility, and um, you know, to an extent, governance of of these products, uh, I, I would love to talk about something that's uh, very uh, topical of, of of recent, which is the whole uh, thing with Facebook. And how sure. they went down, and uh, one of the things that I found very um, macabre was uh, one part of the algorithm that they discussed was how when you could make people angry, you could get more engagement. So they would try to get people angry about a subject, and then they would be able to to hook them in uh, to, to get more, you know, you know, obviously if they get more engagement on their platform, they sell more ads, whoopee to do everything's wonderful for them. How does that reflect on a company like Facebook? Um, kind of, uh, I don't want to say taking advantage of humanity to make a dollar, but maybe I am. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, um, Guys like Asimov, great you know science fiction writers, Asimov, Heinlein, um, uh, you know Scott Carr. They they all predicted these type of things, you know, many many years mm -hmm. ago. Um, and uh, so um, I, I'm going to kind of take the the conversation a little bit higher. Please, uh, you know, we call these things called we call these things social networks, right? But if you, you know, one of the things I love to do is break down language. Um, if you break down the words, um, social network, um, a net is something that you use um, for two purposes. Uh, one, a net helps you uh, quantify an object, uh, uh, quantify the bits and bytes of an object. Uh, you can surround it with a net and you can. Uh, see every part of the net and kind of say, oh, this is 25 pieces based on the net that I, um, but it's really, and the second part is to design to um, control. By a net, you control thing, you throw a net on, a, on an animal, um, you, you know, you, it's designed for control. And, um, and, you know, and so it's very easy. I mean, social net, I mean, it's uh, a net around society at the end of the day. And so I don't think anyone should be surprised um, that a piece of technology that was designed to be a net around society is, is doing nefarious things. Um, I don't think we should be surprised. Uh, uh, I mean, if you go back to the history of Silicon Valley um, and the early you know, writings of you know, the, the gurus of Silicon Valley, uh, who eventually became very wealthy venture capitalists, um, uh, because they not only built the technologies, but they, you know, told everybody uh, through various forms of propaganda uh, what people wanted. Um, and when you, when, you know, there's a great book, uh, we're kind of going deep here, it was a great book called Manufactured Consent by, by Noam Chomsky. I don't know if either one of you guys have read that book. Um, uh, but it's a great treatise on how to manufacture consent. Um, so you don't have to force someone to do something. You just manufacture their consent to do it. Right? Mm. And the social networks were great at that. Um, they manufactured our consent, our consent to give up our data, our consent to give up our entire lives, um, you know, everything about us uh, into a platform that uh, then hired neuroscientists and you know all kinds of specialists and built monster AIs and and um, uh, to analyze all of this data and then um, and then double down on the concept of the net. Um, and in fact, the, the internet is is is, a, is another net, um, uh, and it's a military technology, right? So you can also go That's back right. into the yesteryears of you know. Uh, why does a military? Why does military create technology? It's a basic question. Why do you guys think militaries create technologies? I would venture a guess 
that is very obvious, but I'm going to assume it's not. So I'm going to defer to your answer, which is... Okay, <laughs> which is, it's warfare. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. war. And war is about what? Either taking something from someone or, mm -hmm. or subjugating them, right? Um, yeah, appropriation. Appropriation. So, so if you know, um, you know, going back again to yesteryears, uh, DARPA, you know, financing most of you know the early Silicon Valley products, um, and DARPA is the you know defense agency that uh, um, is involved with you know um, acquisition of technologies through funding startups. Uh, it, it's it becomes really obvious once you look at the history of it. And so I'm certainly not surprised uh, by Facebook. Um, and, uh, um, and the other thing to really look at for me is um, to even get more basic and get more human. Right? Most mm -hmm. of these technology, most of, to me, most of these technology companies, when I want to invest in them, um, uh, uh, and I do invest in them, um, I look at the CEO. Right? I really analyze the CEO. Um, and because the CEO in a lot of these companies represents the company, represents the ethics of the company, represents the mindset, um, the The values. culture from the top. Yeah. I, I mean, it, well, the culture from the founder, right? Just the yes. word founder, right? Mm, you, yeah. Again, you dissect that word. Uh, we say a founder of a religion, a founder of this and a founder of that. Um, so this is a mythological you know, um, model. Um, and uh, we are humans are mythological creatures. We, we um, you know, uh, no matter how much you try to cut it out, your, the religion that you were born with has a mythological influence on you and how you see the world. And so uh, we kind of touch a lot of different things, but that's how I see it. So when you, when you, uh, when you see um, Zuckerberg um, in, in action, you know, either in a Senate, you know, hearing or wherever, um, it it's um, a, a person that, um, for for whatever reason, no judgment in terms of perhaps their, um, you know, naturally born psychological uh, challenges potentially, but someone that doesn't have any um, a true. Uh, um, doesn't have a broad connection of feeling compassion or empathy, right? It becomes very obvious, um, uh, the lack of empathy. Uh, not only, you know, and, and if you have a lack of empathy in general, um, that's going to that's gonna permeate in your organization. Well, let me, let me, let me ask you a question then, because that, that brings up a very, very interesting point. So as a, uh, a medical professional, such as a doctor, for example, say, they have to disconnect themselves every day at a, at a certain extent from what they're doing. They, they see a lot of different things. Uh, there could be multiple uh, scenarios with uh, loss of life through just their, you know, uh, nine to 10 uh, through the day, right? Sure. <laughs> nine yeah, in the morning yeah. through 10 of the night. So, you yeah, know, my brother, they'll, they'll, my brother's they'll, a physician, so definitely know that. Yeah. So you, so you get the idea. So I just want to play devil's advocate and see what you think. So hypothetically, sure. and I'm not defending anybody. I love devil's, devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. <laughs> you could see my horns. They're there naturally. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. to play devil's advocate, this gentleman, Mark Zuckerberg, he's, let's, let's approach it from this way. He's developing a product. He's finding these behaviors that, you know, as I cited earlier, oh, uh, making people angry and aggressive helps um, get engagement to a higher performance rate, which sells more ads. That's our, my business model. That's what I'm doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Now, that being said, um, and, and also let me append to that, where I also read things about how um, young people are going to Instagram and they're finding all these things like, um, such as, uh, being, um, bulimic and going down those roads where they normally wouldn't have, uh, prior to, you know, 
uh, you know, technology and all these things being so accessible, you know, tech mm-hmm. content being available, information being available is great, but mm-hmm. is it being misused? So to all that being said, let me put this into a question. Mark Zuckerberg is putting out a product. He mm-hmm. sees the different things that mm-hmm. uh, make his product more performant. And mm-hmm. to a certain extent, people are quote unquote, uh, a- a- enjoying them. They're using them. They're getting more engagement. So obviously these are things that people want. Now, is that a fair statement or is it more that, no, this guy is obviously a dirtbag? What, what's no, everybody's he, well, <laughs> well, I think you can't isolate it into one person, right? We've got a systemic issue. Sure. Um, and, um, and, you know, while I certainly, look, uh, as a product person, uh, I love to create great products that someone wants to buy um, and uh, and enjoy. You know, uh, I mean, I'm in the business, uh, you know, in the business uh, and enterprise product business. That's that's different than commercial products, uh, but um, or consumer products. At the same time, you know, similar similar sets of you know patterns uh, apply. Uh, but uh, the systemic problem is is deeper. Right. Um, look, we've known all this since the beginning of um, the beginning of that this kind of uh, fast-moving technological advancement. You know? No surprises. Yeah, there's no surprises. No one should be surprised. And on top of that, we've created a cult of capitalism um, that you know that will constantly subvert. Any any question of um, that uh, something is you know morally uh, or ethically incorrect if it's in the name of money and business, MSG, right? And um, and so uh, yeah, I mean uh, uh, you know DDT, uh, right? I mean we uh, or or messing with genes, and um, uh, we know that. We have no freaking clue what actually is going to happen as a result of that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right? We have no freaking clue. Uh, we pretend to. Uh, we even pretend to make decisions based on data. And for the most part, we do a lot of nice data crunching, and then we make a, you know, yeah, just a decision, <laughs> um, which is why most businesses fail. Um, Right? Because you always know what the right thing is to do, uh, but the question is whether you're going to do it or not. Um, and so, you know, we so, so you know, this whole Facebook thing is a symptom, right? It's a symptom of um, it's not. It's a look. If you as a if you were a, a good example is um, uh, maybe clothing, right? Look, it's great to make good clothes. Uh, and you, if you love to make clothing, uh, um, and you make this clothing, and you uh, and you love people love your clothing, and they buy your clothing, and you made clothes for the sake of the love for making clothes. Um, but if you make clothes for money, then you're not making clothes anymore. You're not. That's not what you're doing anymore. You're making money. And if money is the objective, then you're going to cheat on the clothes. That's right. Yeah, it go- on- <laughs> it's, it's funny. It makes me think of this uh, quote, which I think is very apropos from uh, Silicon Valley, which I'm sure everyone here has seen. Nice necklace, by the way. Um, it, from uh, I forget his boss at the time, the, the CEO. He asks, um, what's his name? Richard. He asks Richard, what do you think our product is, Richard? And Richard, of course, said, well, you know, the 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 algorithm, that's that's the product. And he said, wrong, Richard, it's stock. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's even more insidious, right? Because yeah. a lot of these startup guys and gals initially had a um, had a value based purpose. They there, it was, you know, um, there was a sense of you know, rightness about the early days of, of the valley and early days of technology, um, I think, you know, um, and uh, based on the 
works I've read, I believe it was there. But what's insidious is that once you move away from, just back to the clothes example, once you move away from making good clothes to making money and you start cheating on the clothes, you export your labor to a really cheap country um, where the labor is really cheap, uh, where you can obfuscate the fact that you're using slave labor to make the great stuff that you have and sell it for ridiculous amounts of profit. Um, and, uh, and hence, you know, really you know, act like a colonial power again through the lens of a corporate entity. Um, and, uh, right. you know, if you can do that, if you're that, if you, your greed is operating, it begins to operate at that level. Uh, imagine where else this, this thing, this sort of virus of this greed begins to permeate, right? Uh, your value systems, your, uh, you know, uh, look at all the people that hung out with Epstein. Oh, Jesus, right? There's a photo of so many high profile individuals yeah. like uh, Bill Clinton, uh, yeah. Donald Trump. Gates. I, no surprise there. Now yeah, the, Gates. The speculation like, around Gates, you know, his, his, his dissolution of his marriage being, you know, linked to his his uh, relationship with Epstein and whatever the fuck he did <laughs> over there. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, he, we, we don't know, but we, we, per, 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 yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> we, we have all a good have, idea. We have a good yeah, idea. We have a good idea. There's some effed up stuff going on there. And when I say effed up, I mean fucked up. Yeah, really <laughs> fucked clear. up. I mean, yeah, uh, really the most up. awful of awfuls, right? The awful awfuls, yeah. right? The most awful yeah. of awfuls. But it all comes down to a, uh, a society that is not willing to hold certain things sacred anymore. Right. right. I'm going to kind of go into a little bit of metaphysics um, here is that um, if you can't, if you lose that um, sense of sacredness about things, um, like you, like just your ethical, your value system, if that becomes fungible because the operating system that the society is beginning to move towards is is a complete, you know, uh, uh, um, opposite of, of that. And slowly but surely, right, you become more and more influenced, um, you know, and, and these technologies have create incredible acceleration of really moving people's psychological and, and value systems along towards you know wherever they want to move it um and so yeah it's interesting that we've gone down this rabbit hole uh but <laughs> but you know it 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 goes back to uh, from a product management standpoint i remember this uh this book that came out um called hooked by Nir Eyal. Um, oh yeah love that book i love that book too but i completely disagreed with him i said interesting okay Tell I me. said, this shit is fucked up, dude. Ah, you, uh -huh. are, you are doing, you are, you are uh, creating a product out of uh, manufacturing yeah. people's consent. You yeah. know, and you're selling this book, making millions of bucks, dollars on this book that is teaching people how to fool people at the end of the day, in my eyes. At least for me, that's my opinion. Um, no, that's a I, fair statement. I think that's fair. You know, right? I'm creating a product that is going to hook you. I'm going to. And look, uh, the word hook has been around for a long time. I mean, uh, you know, musicians use that as well. You know, the you hook. create a riff, you create a hook. It's a riff. It's a it's a it's a verse. Um, you know, and song learns is a hook. Um, four four. Yeah, a great time time. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of seven eights. It was Rush's main, you know, I'm a big Rush fan. Uh, <laughs> they play nice. everything in seven eights. Um, but, uh, uh, but you know that that I, I disagreed with the fact that um, that he made a textbook really at the end of the day about how to yes um, create more products like Instagram. I mean, um, there's this book that I read um, that was reviled by the, you know, especially all the VCs, called The Internet is Not the Answer. Um, and uh, um, 
you know, it, it had a bit of influence on me um, at that time. I didn't agree with everything that this, uh, this I forget the author's name, um, but I did agree with him that um, we know that if we go headlong down this path, um, and if you've seen The Matrix, you guys seen The Matrix, right? There's yep. a part in The Matrix where Trinity opens up the door of the, of the car and she points out and she says, you know, you know where that's going to lead. Um, and I think we always know where, that, where things lead. Um, but um, whether, you know, you call it human nature or, or whatever you call it, uh, just the movement of the cosmos, maybe. <laughs> um, that, uh, that, that, you know, we go down this path knowing, I mean, we know. And, and that's where I really disagreed with him because he, he, he uh, productized um, uh, faking people out and convincing them to do things that maybe they really didn't want to do. Uh, and as a technologist, you know, it's kind of a, as an, as an anathema, the right word, uh, in essence, you know, because uh, sure. I, I want to, but 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 I want to. I believe in the value of creating a great product that people want to use. Um, and sure, we got to make money off of it. Absolutely, you know, we need to make money. Uh, we need to make money to survive. We need to make money for our shareholders. We need to make. But if your point becomes to make money and not about providing value to you to your customers through a great product, then you've got problems. Yeah, well, if you have to use these um, anti-patterns to get people to do the things that you want them to do, um, is that, you know, there, are, there comes a question up from that. You know, is, is your product questionable? Uh, is your product actually a good product? Or is it just something that, you know, somebody, you know, uh, a few levels above you said, oh, that's great, MVP, ship it. And, you know, you have yeah, to yeah. do whatever you can to provide your users some dopamine hits in order to, uh, you know, make sure that you're around next quarter. Well, that's it, right? I mean, you, you said something really interesting here. You said dopamine hits. Um, mm -hmm. It's obvious that Facebook can afford the um, scientific research that they need to understand how to control people, get them to do what they want. Right. Uh, or, and or to provide a technology that allows others to control people, to get them to do what they want. Um, my daughter actually just wrote a, an article on media bias for her class. Um, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and she's, you know, she's of this generation, she's 16. And, um, um, and she, you know, it was an interesting learning experience for her because she got to actually the, pull the veil off of all of these, um, you know, apps she regularly uses, you know, Snap and Insta Instagram and, and WhatsApp. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of WhatsApp here because Mexico is a big WhatsApp um, uh, country. Uh, in fact, uh, what's really interesting in Mexico, Facebook has an agreement with Mexico. Uh, so when you buy a, uh, a mobile plan here, uh, all it just the comes WhatsApp, with WhatsApp. Yeah, WhatsApp. All of the, all the apps, Facebook's apps, Messenger, WhatsApp. Um, they don't count yeah. against your data. I, I've actually count. had a lot of conversations with many, many people uh, all over the globe, and WhatsApp. That's the way they uh, have these conversations with their family uh, all around Everything. the world. Is is yeah? It's they leverage it in the exact same way without having to use their data. WhatsApp is uh, great for that. Yeah. Um, Great technology, and, and look, I, I think that's an incredibly valuable technology. Um, but do I find the echo chamber of these Facebook forums valuable? Um, a lot less so. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, they've created, they've uh, you know, made a lot of trouble. Uh, going back to the Facebook um, you know, outing of them um, uh, by the, um, um, what's her name? I forget her name. Um, it, you know, it's um, oh the whistleblower, the whistleblower, right, right. Yeah, um, I don't recall her name off the top of my head. Right. I would have to yeah, look it up, but that's quite all right For, from the whistleblower. Yeah, Please yeah we know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's gone to the 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 lack of trust is the other thing. Um, the lack of trust now amongst the people of the world. Um, 
the lack of trust in institutions, um, the lack of trust in, I think, basic humanity um, is really interesting because right now the way I feel is I don't know if she's a whistleblower. And meaning? Uh, uh, meaning that I'm wondering if she's just simply part of the great distraction. Ah, yes. If that was an, an intentional um, whistleblower, if you will, like it was more sure. of a, a ruse to cover something up because we all know, you know, the following day there was uh, some kind yeah. of hollow blue, which took the platform down for yeah. hours and yeah. hours and hours. The building sure. was locked. What kind of cover up did they do? And so, right. you know, was that all part of some kind of, uh, I don't want to go all conspiracy theory yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on everybody, but, you know, maybe it was some part of a, uh, a planned kind of thing sure. done by the, sure. uh, by, by uh, the, the, the people. In Powers power. that be of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, nefar yeah. the nefarious uh, evil cadre. And <laughs> yes. I was trying to not say like the robot people from Venus, but That's yes, right, you right, get right, my right, point. Right, 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 you know, yeah. um, but, but, but think about it. Yeah, controlling the narrative is part of manufactured consent. Um, yeah. It's controlling yeah, the narrative. Yeah, I think early yesterday, I mean, right, like right away on Twitter when uh, Facebook was down for maybe an hour, uh, I think those conspiracy th theories started that, oh, you know, there's this big Senate hearing that's coming up with a whistleblower. So Facebook's just trying to control the narrative. There, there, were, there was those uh, ideas kind of being floated out there almost immediately uh, that I saw. So, okay. it's, so it's interesting that you bring that up, too, because I, I think it's just very common that we're you know, as a society so skeptical these days that, you know, we're so quick to think, uh, you know, this is something nefarious going on. It's, it's not, you know, it's not just black and white. There's definitely like nuance in there. And, you know, we're trying to find like, what's the real answer. And we may never know, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of what yeah, it comes down to, right? Like we, 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 not, um, we may never know, like it could have been just like a, you know, a major outage incident uh, that was completely unrelated to the news, or it could have been, coincidence, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, and it, it almost doesn't like, matter yeah. anymore. It doesn't, That's right? The, it, it, it's just it noise. Doesn't, it's, it, it, it's actually deeper, right? I say, I, I would say it's deeper than noise because um, it, it reflects on the systemic problem of um, a breakdown in, in um, common value systems. Um, you know, uh, we used to all believe that there was a thing called a fact. <laughs> yeah. And now we have fake news. And, and now fact is uh, fact is debatable. Factoids. Yeah. Facts are fact. debatable. Factoids. People still believe that. So, there's a lot of people that believe the earth is flat. Like legitimately believe. Legitimately oh, yeah. believe yeah. that the earth is um you know, uh, stood upon four elephants that stand on a turtle. <laughs> and then you can walk up to the edge. And you can walk up to the edge. There's like a crystal at the edge that you can go and touch. Now, again, I, again, though, this goes back to my previous point. I don't think, and I'm going to, I think I'm, I might be uh, being generous, um, but I don't believe that these people are stupid. I think, again, it goes back to there's oh. people that get their news from over here and people that get yeah. their news from over there. I bet yeah. if you measure their IQs, there's probably a lot of um, equal uh, intelligent and less intelligent individuals. But it all comes to where certain people get their news and whom uh, is in charge and possibly controlling either in a negative, positive, or neutral sense I, I i would take it further i think that please um um i think we in the u.s um got really lazy um in the sense that we believe that uh we had evolved as humans further than we actually have mm. and um you know and and uh, evolution is a very long long-winded, you know, pattern, um, you know, for, for a fruit, fruit fly to grow, you know, little spiny things on its, on its legs, it takes, you know, a million years um, or whatever, you know, very long time. 
uh, and and humans have been around in the great evolutionary chain um, and you know just not only or just an organic matter forget about just geological matter uh, for a very short period of time but um, uh, I, I kind of moving to a, 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 you know, a couple other topics um, but I think we got really lazy because we, we thought we were more um, and and technology kind of fooled us right yes that we, <laughs> it did look we create created these amazing things um look at this iphone oh my god it could make me a cheese pizza but yeah, yeah. So we're, we're we're just we're just people uh and these yeah. things aren't it might just... not be as great as we imagine them to be we are yes. we're not even a type one civilization no i mean you know uh i love the work of um uh what's his name um um Gilbert English, Godfrey? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. John Candy. Um, um, I love his work too. Uh, no, there's a guy who, who was actually tossed out of a TED conference. Um, and they oh, banned his. Ban yeah, they banned his TED talk. Uh, can't, don't remember his name, but he did this interesting. He found this interesting. Uh, this is going to sound wacky, but um, okay. in this day and age where, you know, where the stuff that was supposed to be believable is less believable, I tend towards thinking that the stuff that was less believable maybe is more believable. <laughs> uh, you know, the stuff that we, you know, through propaganda and, and the right set of, you know, uh, uh, marketing messages um, always push, push aside, which is that uh, it could very well be that there were much more advanced societies before this society. Absolutely. Um, and um, we don't know for sure, uh, but we have some good idea. Um, and um, there's some really good um, uh, studies and, and, and scientific research on this. Uh, but the reason why we wouldn't explore that uh, or wouldn't allow that to come within our psychological frame is because it is that it would begin to diminish our ego, you know. Um, and that's Challenge that's the powers that be. That's just something that we can't allow. And so in our, in, in our country, in the, U, uh, in the U.S., we can, simply cannot allow ourselves to be wrong. That's something that's pretty prevalent. Mm -hmm. um, um, and to the point that, you know, uh, uh, we've even removed any form of competition, you know, real competition in our schools. And forget about the education system. Oh, my God, we could go off on that big time as well, right? Um, <laughs> That's another uh, hour. That's another hour. But but the but the what I was getting at is that we got really lazy, and um, and also we we lost our ability to um, self reflect and and really take a stoic approach of of, of you know self criticism, um, and having lost that, we let we just complete we just let this thing go. Just fly on its own, man. This thing is carrying us. Um, uh, uh, the technological part is, is just a symptom of the greater, you know, um, uh, movement of, um, I guess, because we don't curb it, um, the cult of narcissism, I guess, is the best way I could put it. Absolutely, because we're projecting our own um our own egos out there uh a lot of look at me how many followers do i have did everybody like my photo of the dog if they mm -hmm. didn't man i'm having a bad day oh i got three more likes boy that made my afternoon is that real emotional currency and how healthy are those patterns uh, on a day-to-day -day for uh, a, a grown human being and how 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 devastating could those be for a child using this technology you know it's uh, some of it's just it's 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 really out there but uh, let me let, let, let me uh communicate here that we're we're right at the end of the show and yeah. i probably talk we went in a lot of different directions didn't talk about products so much but no um... but but we did talk about the ethics of products and i yes. think that's a really really important conversation to have so you know i'm 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 
deeply, deeply appreciative of, uh, of both of you for, for sharing your time and talking about this today. But I have two last questions for you, Ali, that, that I like to always ask my guests. First off, obviously, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I've got a LinkedIn presence. Um, certainly, uh, I have a very, uh, at this point, little used uh, Twitter presence, um, you know, uh, but... Um, you know yeah, products. LinkedIn, I know products and, uh, <laughs> and products built in an ethical way <laughs> um, uh, with the intent of solving, solving real, real problems for, for customers, for, for, for users. Um, and then, uh, you know, certainly hopefully the money is just simply a byproduct of, of really helping, um, helping and providing a great service. Uh, so that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, uh, the other thing is that, you know, um, uh, the LinkedIn presence there, but, uh, I am be slowly beginning to, uh, uh, actually work on a book, uh, product management huh. book, um, kind of centered around, um, kind of centered around this, this particular topic that we kind of. We went deep and, um, you know, I spent a lot of my, 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 uh, um, I've had a lot of experience and spent a lot of time studying, you know, metaphysics, um, uh, and, you know, some, a lot of esoteric, um, literature. Uh, and I, I have uh, this idea of combining, you know, metaphysics with, uh, with product and mainly about this notion of coming back to, um, uh, ethical patterns that, you know, that would really love for the, the world to begin to embrace again um, and feel like there is a thing um, that we all share uh, uh, and it's called truth. And it may be different for all of us, uh, but we all share it. Um, and uh, and we, can, we can certainly learn from each other and appreciate each other's version of what is true. And at the heart of it, it's all one. And... Uh, um, and you know, I feel like from as a product person, I, I put that same sort of uh, heart and soul into the way I build products. I love that. Well, the last question I have for you, Ali, is um, uh, we always provide our guests a opportunity to say a few words of wisdom at the end. So the stage is yours. Any words of wisdom for our audience? Departing, departing words of wisdom. Um. Uh, get in a headspace of non-judgment. Um, recognize that at the heart of uh, all of us is a um, certain truth about our humanity. Um, and um, expose yourself to literature that is, and, con and content and literature and thinking and philosophy that is outside of your echo chamber. Um, do it in a way that's, that, uh, that you can actually allow yourself to learn from it. And in that, um, expand your horizons and uh, begun, begin to have a level of compassion and, and empathy for the person next to you that, may, that you may think that it looks different, talks different, thinks different. But at the heart of it all, uh, we share a common humanity and uh, let's focus on that. Love it. Thank you so much, Ali. Well, well said. Yeah, really appreciate it. Well, that's it for our show. I want to thank uh, first our guest co-host, Nick Salacito. Nick, thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you. And Ali, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. And that Most was an amazing talk. And, uh, you know, we, we might not have got to our um, plethora of talking points, which <laughs> I, I really do not care about because that was a, yeah. a, a, a great discussion. And I'm really, really enjoyed glad it. that we had it. Uh, me as well. Thank you, Frederick. I, I appreciate uh, you uh, getting me Excellent. on board. And, uh, and thank you both for, um, yeah, for being here and uh, for sharing this great conversation um, and connection. Absolutely. Well, thank you all. And thanks, everybody, for watching. Really appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Take care, everybody. Thanks. See Bye. ya. Bye now. Thanks for consuming the Thunder Nerds. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and on
iTunes. Write us for you. A few stars are away. I enjoy the best podcast for technology out there, and that is Thunder Nerds. Thunder Nerds. Thunder Nerds. Thunder Nerds. That's our new intro. Exactly. <laughs> I hope you don't mind if we use that. I'll say about it after the show. Oh, I love penguins. I love Frederick. Oh, I love penguins. I should have known the Terrator didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the fuck am I talking about?